you know, I always get caught with these thoughts when I'm either walking or driving, so I hope you all forgive me. Um, you know, lack of quality, but think of it this way. Pretend that you're listening to me on the, on the phone as I'm talking to you about these things. Uh, when I'm not in the podcast studio, you know, with a nice fancy puffy microphone and, you know, all the custom music and all that kind of stuff, I'd rather share with you some of my thoughts and some of my ideas and all of the things that I learn and I study um, to try to teach you. And this subject has to do with energy and healing and especially creative energy. Because as a creative professional, and, and those of you that are creative professionals, or even if you're not, I mean, most of us are creative, we just don't know it. Um, we come up with ideas, and sometimes those ideas flow, and sometimes those ideas don't flow. And I want to talk a little bit about the stress side of things. Because when we're in a stressful state, we're basically in a survival state. You know, I mean, there are many, many, many studies done and any doctor or scientist will, will be able to tell you, um, you know, there's, a, there's actual evidence that shows that when you're in a stressful state, a stressful, you create a stressful environment for yourself, um, you know, you're going to have high levels of cortisol. You're going to have all, all kinds of chemicals going on in your body that are going to keep you in a fight or flight state of being, you know, that's where stress comes from. You know, stress is like, you know, you think of anxiety and depression and worry and frustration and anger and all of those negative emotions that cause a lot of problems. And it's hard to be in a creative state when you're in that state of mind. And what happens is you become more like, this is what's fascinating. And I I don't want to wig people out or get too complicated with this, but basically... As you know, as you're aware, you know, everything's based on energy. You know, you think of an atom or a molecule or, you know, and and they have electricity in them. You know, and a lot of the electricity as they zoom into these particles, smaller particles, you know, quarks and ions and, and so many other little pieces of energy, they're very, very hard to explain once you get down in there. You know, you think of dark matter or quantum science. It's just really, really intense. And... What's what's fascinating about that is that, you know, even you listening to me, you know, your your ear canals are vibrating and allowing these sounds to go into you. And then you're processing that with your brain, which is more energy. So basically think of it this way. Everything is energy, right? Everything's energetic. Everything's energy. Everything around us is energy. You're energy. I'm energy. Everything is based on energy. And the, it's, me- it's measurable energy, All of these wave patterns, all of these energy waves are completely measurable with the right equipment. And anyone that studied this knows that lower, uh, how do I say this, lower moods, um, they're on the lower spectrum. You know, when you're getting into things like anger, depression, sadness and things, and it makes sense too, because if you think of sadness as like kind of a low moving, slow wave, right? And when you get up into the God energy, the God level energy, as I've talked about and written about in some of my books, that, that the patterns, the wave patterns are way, way more intense. They're, they're, they're really, really high level. They're, they're vibrating at a much higher frequency. So let's say it's up in the 900 or 1000 range, you know, God energy. Think of light. Think of sunlight as being way, way up there. 
It's like you're you're happy, you're excited, you're in a God-centered state. It's like wow, 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 wow. It's like really, really high energy. And when you're in a low state, it's low energy. And what's fascinating about the lower states of energy is that you're you're a lot like earthly elements. You're you're a lot like a stone, a rock, which vibrates on a lower frequency. And the more that you create that habit of making that lower frequency, thinking bad thoughts, yucky thoughts, I'm depressed thoughts, I'm sad thoughts, I'm in pain thoughts, all this kind of stuff, it creates a habit. And I don't know if you've ever heard this before, but, you know, something, I can't even remember how it goes, but something like Christmas lights. Think of Christmas lights that are wired together and they fire together. So the more strands of lights you create, the more that they're going to wire together, the more they're going to fire together. So it's all neurological um, pathways, right? They're all sort of connected to each other. So every time you think a negative thought, you're creating a new neurological energetic strand that connects to the last one and the, na- and the last one and the next one and so forth and so on. So picture this big strand of Christmas lights that you're putting together and stringing together and creating habits. So if you're a quote-unquote depressive person, you're going you're gonna to continually build these strands until you're ready to change and say is it, enough is enough. And just like an unused muscle that atrophies, well, the same thing can be said for, or for neurological habits. If, if you stop thinking depressive thoughts today, right now, right this second, you're actually terminating some of those nerve endings. And it's it's very complicated. And I don't want to over I don't want to overcomplicate it, but that's primarily what's happening. And so you create a new habit. You form a new habit in your mind where you've just had enough, and you've heard enough of these uh, you know positive thinking speakers. And you know I love that stuff, but it's more than that. You, it's a deep belief system. It's something that you have to just say that's enough. You literally say no. I'm going to start thinking new habits today, right now. This is it. And you continually put yourself in that state of mind and you discipline yourself where you do it over and over and over again, constantly. And things start to change. Things start to change genetically. You know, think of genes as as a strand of Christmas lights. And genes can be turned on and off and certain strands can be put together and taken apart and reassembled or whatever a lot of times by our thoughts. I'll give you an example. Like if you think of something highly energizing, let's say you think of something, uh, and I'm not asking you to do something inappropriate with this comment, but let's say you think something sexual, sometimes you can get a real charge on that. It changes how you feel, doesn't it? Or if you watch the news and you you think of something atrocious that's been happening in the world, that changes how you feel. If you're a sports fanatic and your team's winning and they have an excellent record, it changes how you feel. Thoughts, thoughts, thoughts. They really, really do change how you feel. So when you change how you think, you really start to change how you live your life. So especially in a creative aspect. Come up with creative ideas and inspiration and just be in a better state of mind. You have to change how you think. And it begins instantaneously. It begins instantaneously. So what I will often do, and even after years and years of practice, I still forget to do this sometimes, is I will put into my mind, uh, so I'm going to say something spiritual here, like for me, I might think of Jesus I was raised Catholic, so that's just who I am. But for you, it might be different. It might be that you believe in Jesus. You might believe in God. You might believe in Muhammad. You might believe in 
um, the earth. You might believe in, you know, it really depends. It depends on your upbringing and it depends on what makes you feel good. But, you know, you might be Native American and Mother Earth and the universe. It doesn't matter. There's something that makes us tick. There's something that makes us operate. So what you do is you put that in your heart and your mind. And for me, it's Jesus. And I say, okay, my relationship with God is the most important thing to me. So I allow myself to tap into that energy and allow that to guide me rather than my ego mind or my automatic mind. You know, the automatic mind is what you call call like the, uh, the lizard brain, you know, the parts of us that just sort of make us do things habitually. Well, we have the ability, this incredible ability to, to tap into this incredible, beautiful, powerful, uh, spiritual energy stuff that's inside of us. We just have to make the decision right now and form the intention in your mind that you're going to do that and you intend to do it regularly and you just continually do it over and over and over again and you form these new habits. So when I do that, when I align with God, I change my energy and and when I realize that my number one relationship is with God and me and me and God and I trust in that. I trust in that wholeheartedly. And again, whatever it is you believe, just put into your mind that you believe in it and just start there and allow that energy to change you from the inside. And it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. You are, you are the maker of your thoughts. So disregard what anyone else tells you. Um, I mean, within reason, with bad, bad intentions, I'm saying, you know, because obviously you want to take to heart things that you're attracted to and bring those into your heart. But anything that takes you away from your, from your dream, from your wanting to live a more godly life or a more spiritual life or just a, a state of well-being and health and vibrancy, um, don't let anybody stop you from that because there are people, there are energies in the world that will stop you. Um, that's just how it is. It's the yin-yang principle. You know, you always have up and down, dark and light. You always have the opposites. It's just how it is. So focus on that energy and focus on what makes you feel good. And always remember, it's, it's our attachments that, to things that really cause problems. We attach ourselves to silly things like we attach ourselves to things like money and fame and wealth and I need to get a house, I can't afford my house, I can't afford my car, I need more stuff, you know, I need to be rich and famous. We, we attach to these silly things. And if you start to let go of that stuff, start to trust your deeper, more spiritual, energized, super, super energized, charged self and just enjoy your life with very little I'm just sit, enjoying talking to you right now. I mean, I happen to be driving a car, which is wonderful. And by the way, if you listen to uh, the other stuff, I talk about quite a bit about gratitude and, uh, you know, some of the writings and some of my other books. Um, I talk about gratitude, you know, gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. And again, after doing it for years, I get it and it works, but I still forget, you know? And so sometimes I have to do what I call a gratitude walk where I'll take a walk, you know, be it 10 minutes, 20 minutes, half hour, whatever, and, and constantly think of gratitude. Uh, look around you. Everything you see you're grateful for. Everything you smell you're grateful for. Change your thoughts to something you're grateful for. And you'll notice that you start losing that. Like you, you, you start to lose your focus. You come back to it. Focus on gratitude. Focus on gratitude. And it, it really does change you. It really does change you. It's very, very difficult to be in a sad mood when you are in a state of gratitude and appreciation 
and connecting to your deeper spiritual center and especially godliness. If you connect to that and you're grat- and you have just amazing abundance of gratitude, very, very hard to feel sad. But there's more on that later, more on that later. But I just wanted to talk a little bit about creative energy, you know, tapping into this creative energy, you know, how to do it. And it's sort of like stopping where you're at, taking a few deep breaths. You know, I love doing deep breathing exercises. I mean, that's the great part about exercise is breathing deeply. So you nourish your body with excellent, excellent oxygen. But, you know, the Wim Hof method, I I do like that. I do enjoy that as well. Uh, Deep breathing exercises, getting yourself into a meditative state, just taking a few deep breaths, trying to focus on nature and relaxing and letting things go. You can change your state of being and your state of thoughts rather quickly, which makes you relax. And if you put yourself back into that spiritual zone, and remember, higher frequencies. Think of it like a dial tuner where you're tuning yourself up like like a radio to the higher frequencies. Let go and let God, as they say. And, And it really, really works. Put down all of the stress, all the worries, all of the anxieties, Put away all of the distractions. The distractions are things that take us away from the fear that we're feeling. You know, when we're feeling sad or depressed or lonely and things, right, we, we go to things. We go to alcohol and cigarettes and pornography and buying things and, you know, all kinds of ways to stimulate and by the way, what are we trying to stimulate? We're trying to stimulate feeling better. And, and don't forget this, that when you engage in all of these distractive behaviors and you're feeling better, it's not the thing itself that has a happiness in it. You know, let's say you, uh, you're a drinker, you have a drink. It's not that the drink is, has a, hey, you're going to feel better inside of it. It's actually poisonous, right? But we drink it, absorbs into your stomach, and what does it do? It changes your chemistry. It changes your brain chemistry. And your brain is what gives you the signals of joy. It's from your brain. It's just triggered by this substance. You don't even need that. The joy you can feel from just peace, deep, deep peace, is so much better. It's just hard to understand that because sometimes we wire our brains as such to say, this is what brings me happiness. Well, trust me, just... It, it, it doesn't. If you try it enough that you'll you'll actually feel what I'm talking about. And those of those of you that have will know exactly what I'm talking about and say, yeah, yeah, it's true, it's true. Um, but I just I'm trying to encourage you, encourage you to live your best life and tap into that incredible, powerful center, that energy at, again at a higher quadrant. That that's what we're trying to tap into here. And, um, you know, when you think of others, when you think of love and kindness and dignity and respect and values and God and honor and just how grateful you are to be breathing and to be alive, it, it just absolutely changes you from the inside out. And it definitely is an inside job. So just consider that. Just, just please just consider that. And try thinking of some of what I'm talking about here and seeing if, just experiment with that, play with that, work with that a little bit and see if it changes you a little bit. I think you've already heard some of the stuff I've I've just talked about and I know it's stimulated in some capacity because you're still listening to this. 
And I really do appreciate you listening because I really enjoy sharing all these things I've learned. And again, I apologize that I'm not using my better quality studio stuff all the time. I've had a few complaints about it, not many, but I'd rather share my quick thoughts with you. Again, kind of like you're sitting with me here in the car um, while I'm driving to share some of these things. And I encourage you to tune in to, you know, my other podcast, my YouTube channel, um, Todd Zen, T-O-D-D-S-Z-E-N, uh, or Mitchell Creative Group, which is my creative business. But either way, any of the podcasts, I certainly appreciate you listening to. And I hope you continue to tune in. And I hope you continue to better your quest, just as I'm doing. And I'm happy to share that with you.